You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Kapow, the pop culture podcast. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. No, we do not have filters on. Any Anybody that paid the dollar, it's worth it. Jordan doesn't have a beard, and I have a beard. <laughs> and yeah, we, we, all uh, have, we all have microphones. And we got microphones or Yeah. So the, the audio is going to be a lot sharper this episode. The video, can't make any promises. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things are happening. Things are in flux. So we had a little miscommunication on what time we were, were recording. Yeah. So we've been scrambling a little bit tonight. I just got out of the shower. My hair is so long, it's going to start feathering as it dries. Cool. I have no beard. No one has seen my face because I've been wearing a mask. Yeah. So That's why I grew a beard. It's just a hot mess over here. So if you want to be a patron and see, <laughs> and see what's happening, I never, I never have had a beard in my life. Hmm. But I... Because I just, it never looks remotely good to me when it starts growing. So I just have had a mask on for the last couple of weeks. So I was like, I'm just not going to shave and see what happens. Now's the uh, time. Now's yeah. the time. No one, if nothing matters. Had, no one cares. If I ever had a chance. Right. It's an like, experiment. I was like, I don't care what, nobody can see it. Well, here <laughs> we are. This is what happened. I take it off. <clears throat> for a dollar, you can look at it. Yeah, that's we post the videos of these amazing Zoom calls on our uh, patron-only page. You'll get the audio out there. So what are we talking about tonight? Oh, what we always talk about. If you give us two weeks, we got to come back around and talk about some Star Wars. Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. That's right. It's never really out of mind, I don't think. It, no. And anytime we get a little, a uh, little stump, maybe you know, there's not much going on. We can always, always come back to Star Wars. There's constant news. Yeah, there there's really constant is. stuff. They keep dropping stuff on Disney Plus that is related to Star Wars, and so we got to talk about it. Plus, there was some developments in my Star Wars watching. In the last couple of weeks, I'm kind of amazed. It was really two weeks ago tonight that we were talking about this, and you wanted to talk about Clone Wars season seven. I was like, Cliff, you can't. I'm just now starting season four. <laughs> yeah. And I'm... and I've watched a lot of stuff since then. But before we get to that, I do, I do want to cover we, you had talked about the gallery. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and had put us, I, w- I was making you say no spoilers here for episode two, where. Filoni get, apparently gave some great speech there, or you know, monologue at the end of that episode, and I I watched that, and that was great. That was so. Did you watch you watch that too, Jordan? Right? No, sir. Did not. Okay. But well, we're going to talk about it right now. Have Have moment. you um? Did you did you see the little clip or anything like that? It was kind of all over social media for a couple days or so. You commented yeah. something that made me think you had seen it. Cause it was the duel of the fates. If it doesn't have Jeff Goldblum in it, I haven't watched it on Disney plus <laughs> since the Mandalorian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There, there was a, he gave a little thing like re, uh, just get shedding new light on the, the lightsaber fight with Darth Maul against Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan at towards the end of Phantom Menace and the whole, the musical piece, they're one of the best star Wars musical pieces um, since the original trilogy for sure is duel of the fates there. And that is the name of that fight. And he recontextualized it explaining what that means, what the duel of the fates means and saying how, this is it. This fight is going to, you know, determines Anakin. I mean, yeah, Anakin's yeah. future. Mm-hmm. Is is he going to be raised by 
Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon Jinn as a father who, figure at, who is like a stable father figure who's going to raise him and possibly have him become a much better person than yeah. he would have otherwise or is he going to be shepherded by this young Obi-Wan who does not necessarily have the best focus on what how he should be you know treating this kid and it was it was yeah. I never had heard that Mm-mm. I don't know any anybody had where he got it why did George never explain it if that's what the piece of music is called I feel like he would have shed some I mean somebody came up with that the, I highly doubt John Williams called it Duel of the Fates. Mm-hmm. Somebody else named that for this, and it was just blew my mind. Yeah, it, I heard about it because Cliff actually spliced a lot of that audio into our last episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, so anyone who had bothered to listen to I got said you. episode, I don't watch probably yeah, just, for- <laughs> I was here for it. <laughs> but or if you watch the video, if you're a patron right. and you just watched the video, you did not get that in ah. in, the, in the episode. So anyway. But yeah, you're you're right amazing. though. You're right. It was it was amazing. I think it blew a lot of minds out there. That room, watching those people sitting in that room was great. Is like cuz that's how I felt. It's just like they'd never heard that in their lives. Right. And, yeah, definitely. And neither had we because I mean, I've made I've made no big secret out of it. The the Phantom Menace was a huge disappointment for me. I I just n- could never get into it. I did not care about Qui-Gon Jinn. He, he was just boring to me. A- the acting was horrible. I didn't like the story, all the politics. It just, at that time, and I, you know, I was like, what, that came out in 99. I was not too far out of high school. And, um, so I, I just didn't care about what they were talking about. It's just not, and I think a lot of people felt that way that it just wasn't the movie we thought we were going to get, you know, we were doing that, you know, 20 years ago, we had it played out in our mind for our whole, our entire lives of how it should be. And then when we didn't get that, we were disappointed. Not that that's the, the thing. If I know anything about George Lucas, it's that, like this is all in his head and he's not great at communicating it out to like dealing with Mm -hmm. actors and things like, here's your motivation. Like he never told Harrison Ford what his motivation or his backstory or his, you know, his, where to find that drama, but apparently it was all in his head. So yeah, if he had this whole explanation, he didn't bother to communicate it with anybody. Maybe, maybe it was there, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, (laughs) something he was telling. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe Dave is just, you know, the George whisperer. I don't know. Yeah, I, whatever. It just it just gave me such respect for Dave. I just I already had that, but it, it's just it builds and, and really made me want to start watching some of this some of the stuff he was um, he had a hand in. But that that gal that they had the episode three of the gallery thing was about the cast, and they just all honestly that episode is them just telling each other how great they are. You know is on and on I, I mean probably the highlight was them tell, talking about you know carl weathers saying yeah. well you're gonna put me in a mask okay i'll do whatever but that's you know not surprised when they ended up not putting him i'm in too mask. pretty yeah <laughs> basically but that episode was fine but the fourth yeah. episode was insane and i'd been hearing about the volume forever you know like the stage set thing like this creation that they are able to just have this virtual reality on stage and they don't have to go anywhere. And it, it was, you know, just going on. All I've heard is on and on about how this technology is so great. And then for them to show that in this episode four, it was amazing. It was Mm -hmm. amazing. And it's so simple yet. So complicated at the same time. As someone who hasn't seen it, what we're talking like, Beyond green screen, beyond yeah, digital right. effects. Well, yeah, basically, the basics of it would be like if you had a green screen, say you're in a room and on a stage or whatever, and you had green screen all around you, put it, you know, all, and you can't see what is on that screen if you're the actor. With this, you can. They have yeah. went out and they've went out and photographed these locations 
before filming you know they've taken photographs that have the like entire 360 views depending on what they're doing how how wide of an angle they have but it's just it's all there on the screen and then they are filming you in front of the screen they're filming the actor and the screen and and they can see what what is on the screen right you know, and, and the screens are so high definition you know watching yeah. the show i i couldn't tell i, I had no idea no. that they weren't You're, at a yeah. location i knew it did not look like green screen um filming watching the show but right but yeah, this is something um, John Favreau has developed, um, starting with the Jungle Book, and then he did, you know, kind of getting the the idea of what what he wanted, you know, because yeah. green screen is there's only so much you a can lot do with of it. people have been doing. Everybody's been working at it separately. Even George, they gave credit to him, like he was. He had this idea a long time ago. He just was never able to bring it to fruition. And a lot of different people in you know in the field have been working on this, but they finally got enough of the smart people together, a lot spearheaded by John, and just were able to complete this and make it happen. And it's it's unbelievable. It seems so simple, but you this is this is the beginning of the end of anybody going anywhere to yeah. film anything. Yeah. They, they were talking, you know, they were t- referencing George talking about m- people making movies in their garage and they're like, that's what we're doing. You know, we have, a, it's a curved screen behind the, the actors above the Reminds actors. you of Soren. Reminds me it of does. Soren. Yeah. Yeah. It, I get that. Um, that, you know, they're doing projection onto these screens and then as they move the camera, you know, the, it can just tap a tap a key and the background moves. Yeah, they're like, we don't really like that exact angle. Let's just tap this and go. Now there's just a few degrees. The background, whole background changes, and they're like, it may look a little blurrier, but on the camera, it looks perfect. Mm-hmm. And and Carl Weathers made such a good point. He's like, what is great? I think it was him. He's like, what is great is no longer are we all standing there, and they're like, okay, you're all looking at this. All of you imagine it. Now we don't have four or five people imagining all these different things. We in our heads, we're all seeing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, as we for, for the last fifteen or twenty years, we've all seen that you know behind the scenes footage on any Star Wars movie, Avengers mm-hmm. movie. You know, people in green boxes jumping from green box to green box, and there's X's painted on the walls and stuff. And like we're like, wow, movie magic! That's amazing. So like, this seems to be the next leap. It's almost like the like the original like rear projection film mm. of like you know in the forties mm-hmm. two people in a car mm-hmm. they would yeah. show a they would show the background moving behind them and look right. very fakey and you, you could tell it was just two guys you know on a set somewhere and it was you know the the film was projected behind them so this seems to be like yeah they the even mentioned version of it. Um, King Kong you know nineteen thirty three or whatever whenever that was made um, using and, and some of the techniques they were using then. They, they've just updated, um, you know, to what an, an unbelievable product now. Um, and then I just <laughs> now I understand why when we're set, when, when we that first episode and we're realizing all those directors were there all the time. I bet they didn't want to be anywhere else. They were mm-hmm. like, we want to watch how this works. We mm-hmm. want to be a part of this. They were all super excited about it, you know. <laughs> See, though, if you've got the video right now, you're seeing some full effects. We we have our own Kapow Garage. Yeah, uh, I'm a special effects wizard with Zoom back. Jordan's got a, a, the volume shirt on right now. I wore a blue I wore a blue shirt and it projects right onto it. That's Can I buy that? Is that one of those T-shirts you sell? <laughs> anyway it was awesome yeah yeah really really neat um and and you know i i do i'll admit i do enjoy the the referencing of lucas you know because it's been such a such a complaint since disney bought um everything lucas that they were doing they're doing him wrong um they they're not involving him and all this crap. And sure, it's taken a few years. George was done with it. 
George wasn't interested in making anything else. That's why he sold the company to Disney. But, and then, you know, you get the stories about, well, George, George gave us the idea of what he would do with the sequel movies, but we didn't want to do that. And everybody's like, yeah, you should have done, done what George did. Well, that's fine. I, I, either way, whatever. But now they finally come together with this, you know, George Lucas is all about innovation innovation sorry innovations is, used to be an epcot that's pretty cool man it is <laughs> constantly but uh it's all about midichlorians and in- right. inventions yes but uh, <laughs> uh but he's always been about that and to the point where he was more interested in move you know when he was doing phantom menace using digital cameras for the first time things like that he was always pushing forward to almost to a fault because people criticized him for being too focused on that and not focused on the story. And then we get this finally 2020 something good came out of it. And we got, you know, the, the Mandalorian show, which is this wonderful star Wars story and it's innovative and gets, gets getting fans excited. It gets the creators excited behind it. The people making the movies, they want to do more and, and which is exactly what happened with the original Star Wars movie. Anyway. Something else I watched was the Skywalker Legacy because they recently released Rise of Skywalker. Um, well, they put it out on video and it, it came to Disney Plus. And as one of the extras, they had several short videos. But one of the extras is the full-length documentary, much like that director in the Jedi on the Last Jedi, which is a great documentary. Um, this is about, you know, the making of Rise of Skywalker, and it is something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a very, it's a very good documentary. Totally recommend watching it. It's very frustrating to me. Um, I. I love Star Wars, right? And right now, I always feel like I'm peak Star Wars here, or there, but it's just Star Wars all the freaking time. And right now, I feel just as embedded in it as ever. Mm. And I'm watching that, and I felt so. Where where you watch Director in the Jedi, um, there was a lot of they were all they were a little tentative in that, and they were very real in the making of that. And this was just so so much of uh, sugarcoating what was happening to tell you why you love this. What, you know, I, I don't like anything, you know, I mean, I remember us reviewing rise of Skywalker and I like, I saw it three times, I think. And I, I just, just cause I love star Wars. There's so much, I try to say that I like good about it, but there's a ton of things that frustrate me about it. And especially this whole battle going on and on about last Jedi and so on. It was frustrating for me to watch Daisy Ridley make multiple comments about basically Ryan Johnson. He didn't like last Jedi. She didn't like the story. She liked this. And I'm just like, you sound dumb. You know, I, I don't, I know that's a popular opinion. John Boyd is the same way, you know? Yeah. But that's just because I think he wants to be a Jedi and, and uh, Ryan was slowing down his story of getting to be Jedi-ish. Mm-hmm. And her, she she made comments about Luke finally getting to be Luke and all this. And I'm just like, listen, JJ set up whatever Ryan did in the second one. When he ended force awakens how did force awakens end? she comes up there and hands you know pulls out this lightsaber and holds it out to luke what was possibly jj Edwards setting up there that other than what happened what was in his mind was the last jedi was luke gonna take it and say yeah let's go kick some butt <laughs> no i highly doubt that he was going to be a, fr- a frustrated teacher just like yoda you just like Ryan did. I, I believe that those intentions were there. I'm sure it would have been a candy coated thing, but, and Ryan did it much better to my liking, but it was never going to be what people act like it was going to be. You don't yeah. release the JJ cut. It w- that yeah. wasn't going to happen. Yeah. And the, it wasn't going to be Luke Skywalker out there slaying stormtroopers. Right. And I, 
but I don't like much of what JJ ended up doing in I, I really hate well in this you see they talk a lot about Carrie Fisher you know they take give it feels everybody talking about her and they've got her daughter there and and everything mm-hmm. and that's all great but talking about how they were they really go on into how they all just had to fi- use her dialogue and write things around her dialogue and stuff and that is so exposing you know that is how JJ is let's what a metaphor for we are just <laughs> going to use the past to make this let's what whatever you know we're going to repeat the past over and over in JJ's movies because we're going to take her her dialogue even and just write around and just shove the old stuff in here it was just like that, it just made me mad to watch that it was very all I love watching this behind the scenes documentaries but it just I did I didn't like how they were they were just over fluffy about it and never unwilling to criticize themselves where in director of the Jedi, Ryan was very like, you know, unsure Luke, um, Mark Hamill was sitting there. Like, I don't, I didn't like this at first, but I'm, I'm get, I'm coming around to it. You know, they were willing to say mm-hmm. what they were feeling, you know, instead of just saying, this is the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> I, um, I watched a few of those extra clips. Also, if you click on the rise of Skywalker on Disney plus, that's where you pull that up. I see, I see the documentary. I've got it playing here on my other monitor. Um, but I watched uh, the Warwick, Warwick Davis one. You were yeah the War the Warwick Davis one. I loved um, just okay. because a lot of nost- like- it was nostalgic for me. It was nostalgic for him, but it, it was sweet in how he was talking about just how Star Wars changed his life. You know, he was an eleven year old kid in eighty three that just he played with Star Wars toys. And kind of lucked out, got a role as an Ewok, and um, he was go, you know, able to go on and make other movies and star in Willow, and 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 then come back to Star Wars, and and then for him uh, on Rise of Skywalker, if you don't know, um, the, the very end where, where we see Wicket on Endor, there's another little um, Ewok there with him. Uh, that that Ewok is played by his actual son, who you know is also a dwarf, and for him, you know, it was really special for him to be able to get suited up as Wicket and his son to be there dressed up as an Ewok too. I just it, it was very enjoyable. They had they had some really good footage from uh, when they were filming the indoor scenes back in eighty uh, two uh, for Jedi. With Carrie Fisher and and Harrison and and Mark Hamill, it was just I really enjoyed that you know eight minutes or whatever it was. Yeah, it was good. Those are those are it's all it's all good. All that extra behind the scenes stuff is good. Now the really good is that I did you know what we started out talking about. I did finish the Clone Wars. Now we we didn't watch every episode of the clone wars because mm-hmm. most of the things I read were there's some fluff. Mm-hmm. Here's the stuff you need to watch for continuity. Um, what's com- you know, what was going to come after and And here's some honorable mentions. I watched everything that anybody mentioned was even remotely necessary or worth watching. And there were still a few things in there that I thought I could have done without that or mm-hmm. without this, but for the most part, Oh my gosh, I really enjoyed it. And all the up into building up and watching the season seven, those 12 episodes. Yeah. Which what, I mean, there was fluff in the middle of that season, honestly, there there was like four episodes. There was 12 episodes. There was four good ones at the beginning and Mm -hmm. four good, four amazing ones at the end. The middle is fluff. Yeah. The middle we had, uh, that was the story. You basically, you had three, um, story arcs. You had the bad, the bad batch. batch. Then you had um, Ahsoka and the and the two sisters that I can't think of their yeah their names. I don't know their names. It doesn't matter. I like the actress. I like the. It was very distinct voice acting and things. I did mm-hmm. like those actresses. I I mean they were fine. They were it's still good. Yeah, but it, compared to the last four episodes, <laughs> they yeah. could have put that in a theater. I would. I if they put that in a theater, I'd go watch it right now. Yeah, and I I had done the same thing. I didn't watch as much as you did, but I went back and watched um, some of those really important Mandalore episodes from back in the day. 
that because I didn't watch Clone Wars, um, but a few episodes here and there. So I'm surprised. I just got the impression that you watched those. You talked about them. I think it was just the um, when the the time period they were on on Cartoon Network, and then it went yeah. away for several years, and then it came yeah, it's back like 2008 on to 2013, and then off and on. But they, yeah, I I watched all all that stuff that you know tons of Mandalore stuff. Mm-hmm. Like like you're saying, like tons of good stuff. Yeah, that was like, really good stuff. Tons of I am so have such a different perspective on Darth Maul, mm-hmm. uh, you know, after watching what I've watched, like what a character. And, and that, so- that was the thing with me, you know, the, the prequel, the prequel movies. Um, I was just never that big of a fan. I, I just, you know, I, I, I watched them and I, I was just kind of like done with them. But, the um the clone wars really enhances those movies they take character development you don't get in three those three movies uh with darth maul even um even anakin uh and all the mandalorian characters other jedis they take care, care and they develop storylines out of it that the clones you, like you just make, the clones like rex and Cody, but the, those individual clones having stories and big moments mm-hmm. where they, you know, you get to know the individual clones, and it's just yeah. And let's I, be my, honest. Nick, so, uh, apart from like the main couple characters, what character development do a lot of these Star Wars characters have? And they're mm-hmm. beloved. Right. It was it was years of novels, comics, playing mm-hmm. with the toys in the sandbox, like you created your own history and fandom and love for them. So yeah, I, I have no problem believing a cartoon made the character even cooler. Yeah. It's definitely. the, it's one of the best. I, I'm so impressed. I guess how I, I thought, first off the animation and it runs like this one into rebels, which it, it, mm-hmm. it improves some too, but that anything in space, any space battle in these shows is phenomenal. It just beautiful animation now the 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 individual characters some of it's a little i don't know if i love you get that. those dead eyes in uh, especially yeah. in the early seasons yeah that i really noticed it's a very that. it's a very kitty yeah sure animation of individual people but and it improves over time but they're definitely sticking to a certain thing they're doing but serious stories as all get out there's still they still find a perfect balance of humor and serious things going on like i i there's some things i i i would be surprised i'm surprised that people just let their kids watch it because it can get really dark and they're all over the place with that stuff but really great storytelling throughout like i said there's some dead spots in clone wars and there's a little bit in rebels okay well let's get to this first off cliff what do you what so what do you think of the last four episodes of Clone Wars? Um, I was a little surprised by how in depth they went as far as uh, into the time scene scenes of Revenge of the Sith on Clone yeah, Wars. Yeah, they they had like. I mean, are we just going to spoil it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, okay. been, it's been... It's been... Several weeks. Time. time has passed. I've watched it, so we can talk about it. Right. But ba- I love this kind of stuff. I'm the biggest uh, lover of this kind of... I mean, as much as I hate the idea of like what they did in Solo, where they're like, here's how you got your name, and here's how you did this, or like... I hate that when they do it wrong, but I'm a big fan of when they do it right and fill in the blanks mm-hmm. on things in between things. Like I love sh- the idea of shadows of the empire, mm-hmm. you know, filling in things. And I love this. I love that they're filling in parts. You, just like uh, when we talk about better call Saul all the time, I don't know how far they're going to get into like breaking bad or if they're going to reach their tendrils with this show and with this, but they did this with Clone Wars. There, you're like, how close are they going to get to this? 
and and to reach in they have they are actually into revenge of the sith just on the periphery like like uh ahsoka having quit the jedi right she's become she was his padawan all through the clone wars she comes back you know she has quit as a jedi because they distrusted her this one time and 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 this is a theme you know even in in the movies and the prequels that anakin doesn't trust the jedi mm-hmm. you know and there's plenty of reasons not to they're not perfect you know they're not doing right yeah at this point you know this is the the kind of the end of the jedi they they have become um they're too big for their britches they they are it's been so long since they've had anybody stand up to them that even yoda doubts what they're doing Mm -hmm. you know and and they so when she comes back and she's like i'm not a jedi anymore you know i you know, and she and and Maul is so deep. Maul is like against, you know, the Sith and the Jedi. He's just like, I don't like any of this. You know, right? He, he's telling her. He's telling her. You know, Anakin is the apprentice of. I mean, and she is as close to Anakin as any, she's his Padawan. You know, she mm-hmm. left but come back, and he's like telling her. You know, you do realize that he is the apprentice, and you know he just doesn't. He you know right. neither the, of them really, but he doesn't realize it. But he is. It, it, it goes back to the Sith tell the truth, right? And the Jedi tell from a certain point of view. <laughs> <laughs> he is already dancing to Sith don't lie down there. <laughs> oh, you got to pump that in right now. Um, <laughs> but (laughs) that's so good uh but that but then you know i just love that uh maul and ahsoka playing off each other and they're both like she's at the height uh you know right not not again not she does have a lot of story left but right there she's so grown up now yeah finally yeah yeah and and she is you know she captures him uh turns him over to the Jedi, but she doesn't tell them that mm-hmm. he, what she learned about Anakin, because she still has this allegiance to him. Mm-hmm. She think you know, everybody feels like they can save him. Well, then you're, then all of a sudden it's order 66. Right. And I'm like, we are really into, you know, because they've, she's, they've captured Maul and Maul you see in his cell and he is hearing like hearing. Yeah. Whether, you know, whether it's, I don't necessarily got the vibe they were close, but he's hearing the, it happening in mm-hmm. uh, Palpatine's office with Windu mm-hmm. and Anakin, you know, all that going down and them enacting Order 66. I'm like, wow, we are in the movie now. We're yeah. in that timeline. They've went oh, deeper than I thought they were going to. I, I love when they have that, that meeting, you know, the with the, the holograms and we see part of that meet. We saw part of that meeting in revenge of the Sith in the movie. But here in this series, we see the other part of that meeting after it cuts away in revenge of the Sith. And we see Ahsoka there and, and talking to Yoda and yeah. Oh, seamless integrate integration. I- intervention. I intervention. <laughs> But I, I totally agree. I was I that is just right up my alley. And then and you know, she basically, you know, you get the Order 66 enacted and boom, all the clones who you have like grown to love individual clone troopers. Like what? you've learned so much about them, uh, you know, and now and even Rex, your number mm-hmm. one, everybody's favorite. Mm-hmm. is like let's kill some jedi let's go yeah we 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 got it finally got us to the emotional point it was originally intended to in the movie that just never struck a chord with me. never happened yeah. yeah uh we are you're you know after all the episodes of clone wars you watch you 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 become attached to these characters and she fixes basically they get that chip out of Rex's head. Mm-hmm. They all have this chip in their head, which mm-hmm. there was a whole arc of that in the Clone Wars. It yeah, was with super fives. interesting. 
And that yeah. was so good. Mm-hmm. So good. I love that arc. Um, and then this comes back, so they fix Rex. And then it's just basically Ahsoka and Rex against the world. What, yeah. You know, yeah. what a great finish. You know, and, and you know you, somewhere, you know, somewhere Anakin is like becoming Darth Vader, mm-hmm. but, you know, ah, oh, so good. So I was, so when this was over, I was like, okay. I'm watching Rebels. I got to watch Finally. <laughs> and now, how much of Rebels did you watch? I watched the every episode. Yeah. On the well, original I, run. So yeah. I haven't really watched it for some time. So since you watched... So since we talked two weeks ago and I was in the fourth... Starting the fourth season of Clone Wars, I finished Clone Wars and watched all... Nick and I watched all 77 episodes of Rebels. Yeah. We watched... We didn't skip a single one. So you like Rebels too? I love Rebels. Yeah, I love it. I love yeah. it. Rebels takes if anyone hasn't watched it, Rebels takes place in the timeline after Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith, right before A Rogue New One. Hope or Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue, Rogue One. One. Yeah, I forgot about Rogue One. So this is about uh, the central character. Or, you have Ezra Bridger. Yeah. Uh, it's fresh for me. Ezra Bridger is like the Padawan. Uh, Kanan Jarrus, Freddie mm-hmm. Prince Jr. is the Jedi who's yeah. like a leftover from the Jedi. He was you a know, boy you, in Order 66 who survived, but then hid. Right. Changed his name. Yeah. You have Hera, who's a Twi'lek, if mm-hmm. that's how you pronounce it. Yep. Um, then you have uh, Jeb. A Lasat, Zeb. Who's like, uh, huh? Zeb, Zeb. Sorry, but yeah. he's he's Lasat. You know, he's like the monster in the group, the Chewy. Yeah, only, they took yeah. they took the original um, Macquarie concept art for Chewbacca. Oh, okay. That was that they never used. They changed it, but and they made they used that image for that race. That's how they came about. And you have the droid as Chopper. Um, mm-hmm. And who was voiced by Dave Filoni, <laughs> even though it's just gibberish. Yeah. And uh, Sabine, yeah. who is the Mandalorian mm-hmm. in it. And it is so Guardians of the Galaxy slash Firefly. It is like, <laughs> it, it actually surprised me how quickly they invest you mm-hmm. in this family. It, Be- this made family, this found family of people. And I, I swear it was just a very a handful of episode, episodes. I was like, I love them. You know, they um, what it was for me when this came out was this was the first thing I saw that felt 1977 Star Wars. Even yeah, though it was an animated show, just the the environment, the cast, all the different aliens around it, uh, even the planet, you know, it's they're mostly on Lothal, yeah. um, where Ezra's from, and it, but it it felt like, you know, very entrenched, like it had always been there in Star Wars. And then, and it, you know, you have your ship ghost, mm-hmm. you know, and you've got. Uh, you know, they're all using the specter of this and specter, you know, their specter numbers, which yeah, pays off. Names. Yeah. Which pays off at the la- in the last episode so well. And then, and then there's just, there's the writing's really good as far as like setting things up over the series and paying it off and time passes between seasons. Mm-hmm. People, you know, this kid grows up, Yeah, you know, like, a lot of stuff happens. There's tons of more Mandalorian stuff. Dark Saber, mm-hmm. you get all that Dark Saber. You had tried to explain to me before, but having no context, I don't remember a single detail you told me. <laughs> but now I've seen it myself and yeah. understand it. You know, um, and so, then so what happens is this, it's a small. They find each other. The small little group. They they come in contact with Ezra. He becomes part of the crew. They're doing little missions um, in an effort to help the people of Lothal or whatever from the oppression of the Empire. Right. 
they get in contact with the the rebellion in its infancy and they become a big part of the rebellion and they're battling the empire um on these little miss- missions as we go along and but, you've got you've got the you've got uh inquisitors right Jedi which are hunters. super cool mm-hmm. the lightsabers circle things that spin around like a helicopter mm-hmm. i'm like i loved all that you got maul is back and better than ever yeah uh and, got... and i love that with clone wars when we see we see him take you know you get a whole arc with maul you know him trying to get into build up the the crime syndicates and taking control of them and then uh taking control i like that i love that and, i love that it's black sun mm-hmm. and black sun is prince zizor yeah from from shadows of the yeah. empire i love that stuff yeah and then um but the the story just it keeps moving along. And Ahsoka, <laughs> uh, back in Fulcrum, yeah, you got that callous guy who's just like General Hux, yeah, only better. He's better, you know. Yeah, yeah, but but so much. Yeah, there's even that one droid. I can't remember his name. Oh. Who's shortly with them? Who talks really? He's almost like a C three PO type he's character, a- but. He's a Death Star Better. droid. Yeah, he's yeah. he's more interesting than C-3PO. I love just, when he sings in space. Yeah. He's just floating out there in space in, a, in the void, and he's singing the droid. It was great. Anyway, it's an excellent series. Yeah, I won't say it's like tons better than Clone Wars. The be- It's not better than the best of Clone Wars, but it's, it's such a more uh, emotional story. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it, it just, you get to really know these characters and there's some fantastic moments. I, 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 where we've developed this story, where we have to go right here to finish up with the star Wars talk is what they've announced about the Mandalorian mm-hmm. people coming back. And, and I feel like we are going to get even more from this stuff. That's exact, we have to. Yeah. That's have exactly to. what it is. This is all Dave Filoni. And in his story that he's been telling for all these years, um, I, you know, when they, when they announced Katie Sackhoff coming back to play as Bo-Katan, Bo- Bo-Katan which you know, she's from Clone Wars, right? She did the voice. She's the, sis- she's the sister of Satine, who was the leader of Mandalorian, Mandalorian. leader mm-hmm. and, and Bo-Katan was her sister and she went off anyway. Sabine gets the. It does get confusing, Sabine, Satine, whatever. Yeah. I, they could have done better with that. But, it, you know, she gets the Darksaber, and this is all... It's kind of like whoever's leading Mandalore is supposed to basically have the Darksaber. Right. Right. I'm sure you've explained this to me before. <laughs> but uh, but they kind of pass that around a lot. But anyway, yeah, Kay Sackoff voiced mm-hmm. Bo-Katan, and, that, and now we'll play her live action and, and Mandalore yeah. and but all these people from rebels are going to be somewhere you know there's not everybody but they're they're somewhere out there mm-hmm. and they and they kind of give an awkward thing at the end of rebels where they tell you who do you know this per you know they give you a future on some of these people so telling you they're alive later yeah, you know. yeah, we definitely at the end of Rebels we see um, Sabine, and um, we see Ahsoka um, taking off to find Ezra as he's been lost. There was a I, the first whole off, Mortis. Yeah, we totally have never mentioned Thrawn, who was, you know, you haven't. I have. <laughs> I've been this episode. No, no, no. On this podcast before. Yeah. I know. I know we've talked. I know that. I'm just being now. Thrawn is great in this show. Mm-hmm. And that, and that, yeah, that ends with them, you know, Bridger and Thrawn. And you know, there's so much to do with that. Yeah. And oh, I yeah. heard, I, I start. So we finished it today. Mm-hmm. We watched the final episode. And then I immediately went online. I was like, they have to be doing something. And there's a big rumor mill saying there's going to be another animated series coming out in November. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that too. I expect so, it. 
Yeah, I could see that because they cannot do everything in the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. You know, they're already they're bringing back now. They're gonna have Timothy Oliphant wearing wearing Bo- Boba Fett's Boba armor, Fett's and Boba <laughs> Fett coming back probably wanting his armor, mm-hmm. and Bo Katan and the dark saber and all that. There's a limit to how much you could do and still have this be the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda. So, we, well, yeah, and and that big rumor of an Ahsoka Tano spinoff series, um, yeah, live her action. her coming, yeah. So there's going to have to be, I mean, to if you're going to fulfill the Bridger story and all that, you're going to have to have another animated series, and I, I think. Why would you not do that with the limits to all the uh, content you can even come up with right now? Mm-hmm. Animation is where it's at. Yep. So by all means, do another animated series. But in the timeline, like post Force Awakens, where we are in current, is all this stuff over and done with? Like, are we all looking at past events that are squeezed in before the modern trilogy? Um, yeah, more to well, go after that. It would well, be Mandal- Mandalorian is obviously you know like ten years after Jedi, so it's in between. I right. would assume it's it's that gap there. That it's got to be in there. It's that, not going to be after. But they're not going to work in Ray or Finn or any nah. new any kind of crossover with I, the new character. I wouldn't think so. But I don't think so. I could see them push into it, but there's no. I don't. I don't even know how they would do it or why they would do it. I think right. they'll stay away from that stuff. Yeah, this is the this is the thirty years between Jedi and um, Force Awakens is where we are, with where we're going with this. Right in starting with Ma- the Mandalorian and then continuing on the Clone Wars, the Rebels storyline into you know past all the the Jedi stuff. So because the, moral, the yeah. you know little things that as fans we pushed for. Um, you know, the, the old guy in return of the Jedi on Ed on Endor with the white beard and every, you know, everybody just going, Oh my God, it could be Rex. And then Filoni going, yeah, that's, that's Rex. I like that. You know? (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, we're probably going to get Rex in the Mandalorian with Ahsoka, um, especially seeing that relationship over the years. And don't, I would say, don't be surprised to see a Sabine Wren, pop up too i'd love it i love all those characters now the thing is there's only like i said there's only so much they're gonna be able to do on that show that is why what i appreciate so much about those two animated series is that there's so much more time to get to know the characters that you will never have in a 10 episode series you know this is you know, dozens of episodes to get to know them. So right. I'm excited to see it in any fashion. Basically, I just wanted to say I, I'm I'm glad I revisited. If you are a Star Wars fan, definitely watch, you know, yeah, watch the, those watch those shows. The whole you, thing. It, they're super rewarding. I was very impressed by them. And I can't, I mean, I, the only other one is Resistance and it gets does not get good reviews. I'm not. Mm. I'm not going to watch it. It it feels more... I don't like the animation style. I talked about it. I watched a couple episodes. It's very... The audience is for little kids. Um, it just is. But, you know, they have tied some of the ships in into the Rise of Skywalker, that big colossus there from that show. It made, made it in. And we didn't even talk about Hondo. You know, <laughs> yeah. Hondo Anaka from the... Yeah the uh, uh the pirate smuggler from the clone wars Melch. has a Melch. has a uh, a little huge pig, pig role guy. what's that melch or something his little pig guy he likes oh <laughs> the little pig man <laughs> i forgot about that but, but hondo plays a huge role in the rebel series and then of course they've incorporated him into star wars galaxy's edge um, with the Smuggler's Run, the Millennium Falcon ride, you know, you're, uh, uh, he has settled on Batu, and with the whole um, pre-show of that ride, it's the giant Hondo animatronic. So, tie, it it all ties in. Yep. Well, hey guys, this, we like we like Star Wars. If all this newfangled stuff doesn't float your boat, saltines and Boca Raton and stuff, you can go back to the original trilogy in the pages of Marvel Comics. Never heard of it. 
they've just relaunched uh, basically the whole Star Wars line. Uh, and it's all it's a little bit tighter continuity right now. So all the books coming out are set in the same time right after Empire Strikes Back. So the main Star Wars book, they relaunch with the number one and it picks up. They're still in Cloud City. It's like them just escaping, them yelling at Lando for betraying them. So it picks up the action like immediately where the movie ends. You belong been here in the clouds. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's been interesting. Like Lando trying to talk his way out of them, you know, throwing him out of an airlock because they have no reason to trust him. <laughs> yeah. Right at the end of that movie. So it's, I, it's I actually was talking to I was going to ask you about that because, like, I've kind of not paid any attention to those other than Francisco Francavilla um, has done so many covers of those. So I've, that's about all the interest I've shown in those. But now, after all this, I'm like, I was like, I need to ask Jordan if any of those are like something. Yeah, the main series I've enjoyed so far. Uh, I said that it's it's squeezing it, it's squeezing the story out of you know one minute of the Star Wars universe. They're trying to expand it on a lot of stuff, but. Um, so yeah, that's the main series. They've given Darth Vader his own book, same time frame. Luke has just betrayed him and decided to jump down a hole instead of joining him, and he's not happy. He doesn't understand why would my son betray me like this. So he's like, I'm just going to go find and kill anyone who's ever, you know, uh, housed him or or you know tainted his mind in his view. To 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 whoever put these thoughts in his head needs to pay for it. So it's basically basically Darth Vader going out and going to try to just wreck anything that Luke's ever touched. And in that first issue made a lot of news because the last page, Padme shows up. We're like, wait a minute, she's she's dead, right? And, you know, Vader's like, whoa, I thought you were dead. But then, of course, in the next issue, we learn it was the body double. Oh, cool. Named something. I don't know the name. Her name's Karen Knightley. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, That's it's weird. there's an actress named that. Yeah, it was a little awkward. <laughs> she but... played that. <laughs> so it's him kind of teaming up with her a little bit because she's been out of the loop. She doesn't know what's going on in the in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. So that was a neat twist. Uh, there's how many? Du- how far is it into that? Uh, a lot of these launched right at the beginning of the year and then took a break recently for some reason. So we're only into the single digits. We're into like issue four or five, something like that. Um, there's cool. a Dr. Afra book, which is mm-hmm. the character created for the recent comics. Kind of a scoundrel archaeologist. Rumored, rumored to be a series. Like they're going to make a series of that character, allegedly. Yeah. yeah. yeah they, inter- they introduced her in the Darth Vader book like two Darth Vader books ago mm-hmm. and she became kind of a fan favorite so she's taken off in her own solo book and there's also a book called Bounty Hunters uh, it's focusing on Boba Fett Bosk and Valence who was introduced way back in the old Marvel comics hmm. he was a bounty hunter with like a half metal face and they've brought him back and thrown him in some of the modern continuity so it's kind of the uh, you know the the anti-hero book of the four. So I, I bet they're hunting uh, Jackson, the green bunny. I think he, I think there's been some kind of reference to that. I, I don't remember for sure. Don't quote What's me that? that from the, uh, from the original Marvel run in 1977, oh. you know, they didn't really have a story or any connection right. with Lucasfilm. So they just made stuff up. <laughs> yeah. I think it's pretty clever of Jordan to let, some Star Wars fans go off and reveal how much they love it. And then he's like, hey, let me sell you some comics. Right, exactly. I didn't have much to contribute this episode. That's but... pretty good. Well, I'll that... definitely be checking them out. <laughs> that That is very good timing. This week was the 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, true. They had a new uh, one sheet mm-hmm. came out. It looked pretty cool. All right, I think we did it on... Yeah. <laughs> I got it out of my system. Well, good. I'm glad. I am glad you finally watched those shows. I am, um, too. especially Rebels, because I did. I did not there for a while think you would go on beyond Clone Wars. I know. Uh, I posted this. So that, that this is that book that guy sent me. Kickley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. Kickley Comics or whatever. I don't know. He's from France or whatever, but he drew a bunch of these. Uh, Star yeah. Wars drawings, and they said, you know, I saw so basically you could buy these 
or I'm not sure how much, but he would do a little sketch in the back for like 50 bucks, you know, what, whoever you wanted, but he just gave it to me for free. Cause I bought that Dungeons mm-hmm. and Dragons painting. And he's like, who do you want me to draw? What, uh, actually first full disclosure, <laughs> he said he has three sketchbooks, a GI Joe, a star Wars and a masters of the universe. And the first one he offered me, like I didn't have a choice, was Masters of the Universe, which mm-hmm. was the last one I want. <laughs> and, and I misunderstood that you should pick that theme. You know, he's like, okay, I got a Motu book. Who do you want me to draw on the back? I said, Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I, I was like, oh, wait, you know, I don't care. Skeletor or whatever, you know. And he's like, oh, I can't find any of those. Which do you want, G.I. Joe or Star Wars? And so so I really, like, that was the most painful decision of my life. G.I. <laughs> Joe or Star Wars. And it was, it hurt me. The decision's supposed to be G.I. Joe or Transformers, not G.I. Joe or Star Wars. I know, I'd never been had this thrown at me before. <laughs> and, and what was cool about the G.I. Joe ones, the sketchbook, he had took one of the cards from the back of, one of, of a G.I. Joe figure where it had all the figure had all yeah. the characters on it, and he drew a sketch of each of those characters, and that's what the book was. I was like, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And it didn't have shipwreck on it. I was like, so I'd have him draw shipwreck. And I was like, finally, whatever. I was like, I'm two Star Wars right now. And so I had him draw. We didn't even mention the character that I loved was Cad Bane. Yeah, the bounty I, hunter. So, I mean, come on. That's not in the book. I got original drawing of that. I love that guy. I would love, this was the number one guy I would like to see show up <laughs> in one of these new shows. So, yeah. Before, before we head out, um, cause I didn't know where to throw this in. It's just happened recently. I didn't know where to throw what episodes included, but I wanted to hit, um, real quick on some Disney park stuff. What's happening. Um, Josh tomorrow, which, you guys probably have no idea who that was. He he has been the president of Walt Disney World the last seven months. Um, he's been he's kind of a, a superstar right now um, in the Disney company. He's a younger guy, very good looking, very very personable. <laughs> Is this thing on? <laughs> very good looking. But he um, he has had a very visual presence in the park since he's been around walking around day and night interacting with um cast members interacting with uh guests there all that yeah that's Every, what good looking people do they just walk around interacting so with stuff. everybody loves him being all visual uh, <laughs> i bet he loves zoom yeah um but he recently was promoted to chairman of Disney Parks experiences and products. So this guy is now in charge of all the theme parks around the world. What happened um, to the guy everybody hates? What was the new Bob, guy Bob you were Chapek. again? Bob yeah. Chapek is is his boss. Bob okay. Chapek took over for Iger. Um tomorrow And he's the, only he's only a 4 or 5, you know. He's Yeah, yeah, you don't Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bob Chapek is not a looker. No, no. Um, then Rebecca Campbell also, uh, she was president of Disneyland, and she has been promoted to chairman of Disney's Direct-to-Consumer and International. She um, is basically head of Disney+. Plus. Okay, that's going to be the big thing. The only thing that's making money right now. And right. Um, she succeeds Kevin Mayer who is leaving. Um, he probably should have gotten a little bit more consideration for when Chapek was moved up. Could have been, he was in the running also. So a little bit of, you know, bad feelings there. He is now, he's moving over to TikTok to be the CEO of TikTok. Um, of if, any, if anybody's wondering. And then um, Jeff, I think, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Is Jeff Vale? or it's V a H L E. Um, he's been promoted to the new president of Walt Disney world, which is a big deal to me because that's where I go. Um, he, he, he comes from uh, Disney signature signature experiences. So he was in charge of, um, adventures by Disney. Uh, I believe cruise line, Alani, um, 
I think that's it. But uh, that's where he's coming from. He is also um, highly favored. Uh, the product has improved since he's been charge in charge of that stuff. And then he, the big thing with him that was important to me is he is actually on the board of directors of Give Kids the World, the charity um, that does, they have a village in Kissimmee, Florida, um, right next to Walt Disney World and Universal Studios, where they take terminally ill children and their families and they bring them down for free and they give them, uh, they, they stay there at the village and then they provide them with uh vacations to Walt Disney World or SeaWorld or Universal where wherever the kids want to go. So one of the top run charities in the country, it's my personal favorite. Um as far as donating goes, that's where I always recommend to people. That's I've raised money for them before. So um that's a really good thing for him. Uh hopefully that's that'll work out well. Everybody's really excited about Josh tomorrow and uh, getting the promotion. We it's a little bittersweet sure because, because <laughs> I wish he would have. I wish we could have had, had him a little longer in Walt Disney World because he, he was improving things. Cast morale was up, which is always a good thing. How and, good looking is this guy? <laughs> cast morale. Was cast up. morale was up, not because of how good he looked. Jeez, that Cast guy. Was it up. didn't hurt. It didn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but he he does subscribe to the old the old adage of if you take care of your employees, your employees will take care of your guests. Imagine Ooh, that. That is an old adage. Who, that who is, that? yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's pre-corona. Also, um, really, really quick. Universal Studios Orlando uh, Resort is opening back up June 1st to, um, they're saying, invited guests for a few days. Um, rumor is it'll probably be some annual pass holders, just as almost a soft opening. And then June 5th, they're opening, reopening to the public, um, everything. There's going to be strict guidelines, temperature taking. You must wear a mask at all times. Uh, they'll have um, sanitation stations throughout the parks and restaurants where you can um, wash your hands or use san hand sanitizer. Social to Josh Dumel. This is Universal, not Disney. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Wrong yeah, company. Still. Um, social sorry. distancing will be practiced. Uh, virtual, they're going to be using the virtual queue system they already have in place to so people aren't standing in line on top of each other. And then uh, limited capacity, and of course, restaurants will be switching over to paper menus um, that you can just, you know, one and done, throw it away when you're when you're finished with it. So um, that'll fix it. So sounds sounds like we've cured the problems. I, I think so. I, I it's and we're good to go. Of well, yeah. Until they get open and everybody um, starts complaining about whether well, they're already complaining about wearing a mask down there. On Transition the to greatness achieved. Exactly. Mission accomplished. <laughs> so I All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this trip to a galaxy far, far away. We're boldly going where no man has gone before. That's it. Central Florida. Right. Is that right? Yep. <laughs> okay, it. sounds good. We'll catch you later on the next episode. My name is Jordan Love. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Bye. Forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at The Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show, kapow, the Pop Podcast at gmail.com. 
If you really want to go the extra mile, please sign up to be a patron through the Podbean app or our website, www.udownwithkpp.com, to receive special content and early access to some episodes. We are grateful to anyone that chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will always remain free, so please continue to like, comment, and share. Are you allowed to have a beard with the mask situ- situation? <laughs> yeah, they don't even know I have one. <laughs> okay. I was so confused. Okay, tell me. Can, I want to make sure this is using the right thing. Can you hear me good? Oh, yeah, I can hear you really good. Okay, good. This will all be the best we've had so far. Okay. <laughs> what, what are you using different? Uh, just, I got this, that snowball I was using the first yeah. time, a few weeks ago, wasn't working right and then last week i tried the headphones and that was a pain in the ass but i'm back with the snowball and i think i got it set up right so. i wondered about that that first time you used the snowball uh microphone i, I stole thought, your beard <laughs> you can't hear me <laughs> we swapped beards he's still not on yeah i can see him nah, i can't hear you uh-oh Anyways, that first um, that first time when you had that snowball mic out, I thought, wow, that's a really, you know, for a USB mic, that's yeah. really rated pretty high. And I was yeah. like, I wonder, it still kind of sounds the same. Like, I wonder why it didn't work. It wasn't using it. You were still using the you know laptop Well, mic. okay, listen. I have a guy who lives here who has two computer degrees. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've heard and- of him. So when he comes and I say, here, do this, I expect him to be. Hey, I know what's right. wrong with his. Hold on. I'm going to put it in the chat. Jordan's connecting to audio, it says. Oh, there we go. No, there there we go. I, was, I was just going to tell you, uh, you might have to go into your microphone or your um, playback settings and change it to your your headphones. Well, it, 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 he did it on the computer. He set it to. The snowball but then tonight i was looking at it and you have to set it in zoom yeah i have yeah. to, I have to pick snowball i got here and everything worked so. yeah. yeah 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 you I, sound good 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 <sighs> I, I, I need a bigger desk leave video if you don't want to watch me eat this a little bit <laughs> that's all right that's all right i took your beard <laughs> This is, this is somebody ought to pay a buck for this. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get uh, China Wind? No, I just had a little microwavable meal. Oh, okay. I got Las Troncas for uh, for lunch today for me and Alicia, mm. and uh, uh, ordered it right at eleven, right right when they opened, so I could run down there before there were a bunch of people there <laughs> and pick it up. <laughs> 